Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 126 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, uh, Jerry Gibson. And before uh, we even get started, I just hope all of you are safe and sound and healthy amidst the uh, ongoing COVID-19 coronavirus infection, the pandemic that's uh, going on globally here, and it's affecting just about all of our lives. I just hope that all of you are safe and sound and, uh, you know, leading a healthy life. Um, it's affected everything, including uh, squash. It was just, in fact, uh, I believe just announced yesterday that the PSA has canceled all tour events uh, until the end of April. So I, I think that affects uh, over 30 tour events. It's the right thing to do. Uh, Alex Goff, um, chief executive of the PSA, announced it uh, yesterday. And it's definitely uh, the right thing to do, unfortunately, uh, We'll miss all that squash, but hopefully uh, that yeah that will help uh, eliminate the spread of COVID-19 amongst the uh, the squash uh, community um, who attend these events, these large events, these large gatherings. Uh, it's happening across all sports, NBA basketball, I think Major League Baseball, um, even uh, you know just about every sport, PGA Tour, it's half Grand Prix. Uh, Formula One racing, you name it, um, across the board in sports. So, of course, PSA uh, announcing that they are going to follow suit. Over 30 events to be canceled, but um, hopefully uh, at the end of April, let's see if there, you know, there's an improvement uh, in the state of things as they exist right now, and then maybe we can get back to seeing this great game of ours uh, being played again. But of course, the most important thing is the health of the globe, the health of our people, and uh, we have to do what we have to do. So uh, let's just pray and hope that everything with the coronavirus uh, begins to improve in the near future, given you know the the moves that we've uh, we've made across the board. So uh, fingers crossed, uh, things will uh, improve in that regard. I know at my uh, where I work here in the UAE, we've uh, all of our classes have been uh, now. We're doing those uh, online, uh, still going to the office as faculty, but uh, our coursework will be done online. So it's uh, you know, something that we do a fair bit of, actually, so it should be a relatively seamless transition from the classroom to the online, but that's a different animal when it's um, the only uh, form of uh, teaching that's going on, when you've got a mix of classroom and online learning, then uh, the students tend to attend classes regularly and then also uh, supplement that with the online. But now uh, we're doing everything online. So this should be uh, interesting uh, to see how this plays out. But we've, of course, uh, had to do that in order to uh, uh, eliminate or reduce uh, the spread and deal with uh, COVID-19. So anyways, everyone, let's uh, let's be safe, let's be healthy, and do what we have to do uh, over the next few months to uh, handle uh, this, this issue. Now, uh, today on uh, episode 126, um, we'll be talking to Shahid Zaman, uh, the nephew of Kumar Zaman, and uh, one player that uh, I got to see play in 2002 in South Korea at the Asian Games. And from the time I'd actually heard of him uh, before and went down to see him play, I think I may have uh, watched something of his on YouTube. YouTube would just been sort of just came out at that time. And uh, he had had some incredible wins as a junior. He had made a bit of a name for himself. And uh, I was not disappointed when I went down uh, to watch him play. In fact, uh, I mean, just a played the game unlike anyone else I'd really seen. I mean, I've obviously seen and, and played myself, played Jonathan Power uh, when he was quite young, but uh, Jonathan being a, uh, an incredible shot maker, but uh, also a very well-rounded, uh, you know, great length game, great sort of all-around squash game uh, Jonathan had. But uh, Shahid was a shot maker, pure and simple, and incredible uh, speed around the court. Uh, what he lacked, I guess, was uh, the ability to uh, play, you know, basic uh, up and down, uh, basic squash game when he had to with the best of them. I think he relied on, on his uh, shot making uh, as the uh, as the, the basic 
element uh, of his game. So, uh, but uh, when I got to see him play in Busan, it was unbelievable, and I went out and tried to uh, to incorporate bits and parts of uh, his shot making game into my game to uh, a limited degree of success. Because, uh, as you know, when you go for shots, uh, you have to be able to back it up. Um, by recovering if they if you don't make those shots and uh, Shahid did that uh, pretty well uh, I did not regardless though it was incredible uh, to watch and uh, he had a, a very respectable uh, professional career he won quite a few uh, PSA events some big ones too I think Virginia might have been one of his uh, biggest wins and uh, we talk about his pro career, his junior career, his upbringing, uh, having to move from Pakistan to, to the UK, and the people who influenced uh, him overseas and helped him to jumpstart his pro career. Um, he talks quite a bit and gives a lot of love to certain people who helped, uh, helped him during those times. A great anecdote of him uh, going over there at the British, uh, I think it was the British Junior Open, and left to his own devices until uh, I believe it was the tournament uh, organizer or one of the tournament chairmen uh, took notice of this um, uh, amazing talent and uh, gave him a bit of a helping hand, gave him some some support, and that support uh, went on for several years, I believe. But um, then we talked quite a, a bit about his current uh, coaching career, which is, right now he's the head pro at the Tennis and Racquet Club in Boston, and um, I don't know if you've seen any of his uh, online stuff, but you can just see the passion with which he enjoys the coaching part of his career, and we get into talking about that. So episode 126, really enjoyed cha uh, chatting with Shahid Zaman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while, you know, we were connecting on the Facebook, and uh, so, you know, uh, so yeah, we, well, uh, actually, uh, uh, I think we talked about it briefly uh, before. Uh, we, I did actually. We met face to face. Um, you definitely. It was very. It was a very brief meeting uh, for you. But uh, back in uh, 2002, do you remember the venue? Uh, 2002. Do you, do you, uh, it is 2002 or it is 2002. 2002 in Milan. 2002 in Milan or in Doha, Qatar or. No, no. Uh, at the Asian Games. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> in Korea, Seoul, That's Korea. That's right, in Busan, Korea. And yeah, uh, Korea, I just yeah, finished. Yeah. Uh, I just finished watching you. Uh, I think, I think you played uh, in the semifinal against Ong Beng Hee. Yes, I played with it Ong Beng Hee, and it was really, a marathon. Uh, it was a, it was a marathon great two hours. Yeah, it was a two hours match, and it was very close. And I was leading, I mean, uh, but he was, he was legend. I mean, right? he was a Asian tiger. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he was on fire on those days. He was on fire in that time. And I think he, uh, he just rolled right through uh, Mansoor, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, in, yes. in the final, it wasn't close. But uh, yeah. you, uh, I remember that match because uh, after the match, I, I'd spoken with you uh, outside and uh, you, had, you, had a, uh, you had a black eye. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> because I was fighting, I was hungry to win that gold medal. But you know, I mean, he was very good too. You know, he was very talented. Oh yeah, he was a world junior worker. champion. Yes, he was world junior champion, and I played that world junior with him too in Princeton in 1998. I I was in that world junior, and then I was the world junior afterwards too in 2000, where okay. I played with Karim Darwish in the semifinal in Milan, Italy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that that was our first. I mean, uh, after watching that match, I'd never seen you. I saw you playing a, a little bit earlier in the tournament, but it, it really didn't uh, display your skill uh, in the early rounds. But in that match against um, Ong Beng Hee, I got to see the real uh, Shahid, and uh, man, I was so impressed. I'd never. I mean, obviously, <laughs> your uh, your game, uh, uh, and I think it sort of matured a lot. Uh, in the years after that event, but it really, uh, you, you played it like uh, really no other uh, player. I mean, it, was a, it was pretty much all attacking, but not only that, uh, you had the speed to, to back that up to, to cover the, the, the short balls that you may have missed uh, when you did attack. Uh, was that sort of um, uh, basically sums up your game at, at that time and going forward? You know, the thing is that, uh, Jerry, you know, I born in Quetta, I, I, the same house where Mr. Kamar Zaman, former world champion. Merlin. Uncle, yeah, no, come, yeah, 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 you're right. 
you, the nickname his name is Merlin. Jamie, yeah. Jamie Maddox gave him this name, or I don't know who gave him this name. <laughs> yeah, you know Jamie Maddox, do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Jamie, but you know he. I really love his posts, and uh, he's an amazing person. He's an amazing person, and I think everybody likes him and loves him. And I think some. I think he uh, he posts something, and uh, the lady who I grew up with, Linda Davies, she says that Jamie. If you go to United States, you know, Shahid's gonna, Shahid's gonna look after you. Of course, you know, whoever comes to me, a lot of people come to me, you know. I try my best to look after them. I mean, why not? You know, it's a, it's a little life you have to enjoy and you have to respect the people. And, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, especially when the people related to your own uh, a game, I mean, squash, you know, you have to just, everybody wants respect, Jerry, you know. I mean, everybody wants respect and it goes around, comes around, whatever you give to olders, it will return and your youngers can give you that back, you know, later on in life. Absolutely. And uh, I just had uh, Jamie, he was on my, my podcast about uh, three, four weeks ago. And uh, your, un- your, uh, your uncle, I believe, Kamar Zaman, he, he, uh, his name was brought up and that's where the nickname, uh, I didn't realize it was Merlin. Merlin yeah. I, yeah, but <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think that that's a name that the guys back during his generation gave him just because of yeah. shot making, uh, magicianry on, on the court. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling yesterday, I was giving lesson to one of my students and I told my student, I say, you know what, um, still people don't call you crazy till people say bad things about you. You're not going to be champion because once my uncle told me that, you know, when he was very poor with the, he, he, he grew up in a home where they, they have 11 children, 11 children, brothers, sisters, mm-hmm. and very poor. Sometimes they don't have the money to eat. And his dad was a tennis coach, tennis marker. And Mr. Kamar Zaman was a ball picker. I mean, uh, because mm-hmm. the British people were over there in Pakistan. And like a ball a boy, ball. you mean? Yes, yeah, the ball yeah. boy. Okay. So he was throwing the ball to members and on, uh, on empty time, on when he has time, you know. He was going in the squash court and he was hitting the ball hours and hours. He was, and then when we grew up, you know, he was explaining us uh, his story. So the story was, you know, like uh, he was very poor. He don't have any squash. He don't have the money. His dad was working like three, three jobs. And he don't have any money to buy any rackets or squash balls. And he was um, picking all the broken balls from the squash court and taking those balls to his mom. And his mom was patching all those balls with a needle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With a needle. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. When you have chance to talk to Mr. Kamar Zaman, he has a story. And, you know, with the needle, he was patching all those balls. She was patching balls for Kamar Zaman. And Kamar Zaman says that, you know, when I was going home, uh, when I was going in the squash court, I was not hitting the ball hard because if I was hitting the ball hard, so there was chances to broke that ball again. So I was just like moving in the front court and working hours and hours on my wrist and a very slow drop shots. And my, my wrist was hurting sometimes. He was giving me story one day when I was growing up, when I was in Peshawar in his home. And he was telling us that, you know, I was hitting hours and hours the shots and sometimes my brother's sister comes outside and knocking the door that, you know, uh, come out, you know, and I was just saying to them, just go, 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 go. I'm very busy. I'm doing something. So he says, you know, people are calling, people are saying to my dad, you know, he's crazy. He's just playing squash all the time, running in the snow. And people just <laughs> like start calling me. He's a crazy, he's crazy. But he says, you know, I was doing practice hours and hours, five, five, six, six hours alone. And when the time comes to play in the British Open and all these big tournaments, and when people watch me in the gallery, they say, who's this? He's like <laughs> a magician. He can turn his wrist from any angle from this very tiny racket face. You know, I mean, he can hit the drop shot from every angle. That's why I think, I, th- I think that's what Jamie see when Jamie was growing up and he was watching Kamar Zaman or I don't well, know. Jamie, Jamie says, uh, you know, his two favorite players uh, of all time are uh, uh, Mohamed El Shorbagi and yes. uh, Merlin. Uh, yes. your uncle Kamar, Kamar Zaman. Yeah. Um, Kamar Zaman. Yeah. And you know, not only this, uh, not only this, Jerry Kamar Zaman did. I mean, he was poor. He he become very rich. Now he's a rich guy. He has a lot of properties. He's he's, he's well known in Peshawar. He's um, I mean, he's he was in politics too. While okay. ago, 
course, he was in Imran Khan's, uh, um, I think he, he was with Imran Khan and then he switched to political party. But not only squash, he helped so many people because he was a manager. He was a manager of Pakistan International Airlines. So when okay. he was working, when he was working in airlines, he was helping so many poor people to get the small jobs. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's a generous guy. Yeah. He's a very generous guy. And he's the one. Basically, he's the one, Jerry, who um, brought his family to this stop. You know, I mean, all his brothers, sisters, everybody's successful. I think that's the, that's the tree. So he had, that, uh, he had that influence on you. And that, that's sort of uh, how you, you, you approach uh, things now uh, in your life. You, you, you share your wealth. You share your, your love for the game uh, as a result of the way he, uh, he passed on that uh, legacy. Yeah, so Jerry, for me, you know, I born in the same house where Kamar Zaman born because when Kamar Zaman, um, uh, I mean, reached to 18, his dad moved to Peshawar, but he born in Koita, where, where I born, in the same house. Mm-hmm. So his dad, Kamar Zaman's dad, give that house to my father because my father married to Kamar Zaman's sister. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so he gave that house to my father. And we, we were, I mean, you know, we were very uh, humble and very, I mean, you know, you can, I, can, I don't want to say this, but I have to say that we were very poor too. I mean, mm-hmm. there was no nothing over there and dad was working really, really hard. And it was always, you know, uh, people were saying to me when I was a child, when I was growing up. So people were saying, oh, your uncle is world champion. Your uncle is world champion. And it was in the family. And mm-hmm. grandfather also world champion, Aftab Javed. I don't know if you know the name. Yeah, um, yeah. Aftab Javed was a British Open champion. So, you know, it was always people were saying, and it was a big influence. Yes, but it's all my father's hard work, uh, Jerry. Mm-hmm. My father produced so many great players. I hope you know the names Zarak Jahan, Zubair Jahan. Of course, yeah. All, and, the, great, all uh, the great Pakistani legends. Yes, they all belong to Koita. Koita. So... You know, I will tell you the story about my dad and he was a very humble and may God bless him. Now he has Parkinson. So he has this disease, bad disease. So he's mm. struggling a little bit Sorry in life. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, mm. you know, it's okay. I mean, you know, this is life. So we have yeah. to be, you know, we have to be thankful every second of life. So the story was, you know, um, that when, when I was growing up, so we have the, my father made one sports shop, uh, the sports shop named by his name, Gul Sports. And mm-hmm. it has all the squash rackets, grips, and he was restringing from his hands. And my uncle Kamar Zaman was giving. I, so I, just, I, I remember you uh, showing us how to string uh, using your hands. That was a video you posted on uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I didn't listen to it. I just watched it. So I'm assuming that you attribute that skill to uh, your father. Yes, my father, you know, not only just, uh, I mean, he didn't teach me this, honestly, but I was seeing his hard work. So I was always thinking, you know, he worked so hard. So I think I, I can become his hand so I can help him. So I was putting rackets on rackets and try to learn that. But he was, I was watching him too, but he never wanted me to do that same thing. But uh, he was always busy training other people, always busy training other people. And sometimes when he was training so many other kids, I was coming home and I was saying to him, he was a squash coach too. Local mm-hmm. person, but great squash coach. So he was, I was saying to my mother, I say, you know, uh, he's training all other kids. But when my time comes, he don't have any power in his body. He's not training me. And uh, my, my mother was sometimes fighting with my father that why are you not training your own son? So my father says, and you know, I never forget that, that he says, whatever I do with some other people's children's, it will come in, his, in, your, in your son's life automatically. And Jerry, you know, honestly, I did more better than those kids. I mean, you know, he was always mm-hmm. generous and sharing his knowledge to other people. And, and, you know, he was loving. He was loving every, I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, there was Christian live over there. There is uh, Punjabis, Patans, there is, I mean, so many, I mean, where we live, you know, it's called Koita Kent. Yeah. And it's all, all different minor, minorities live together over there. Right. So in that city. So, you know, he was, he never think, you know, who's like somebody special then, you know, he's always keeping everyone very equal. So he's a, he's a very generous guy. So it was a big influence of my father, Gul Bahadur Khan in my life. So, I mean, you know, I learned a lot, a lot right of things on. from him. 
Right on. And uh, well, I, what I was uh, wanting to ask you too is, I mean, obviously Kamara Zaman has uh, uh, the nickname Merlin because he was such a great shot maker, such a great player. No one, he, he had a wrist that was unlike uh, anyone uh, who's ever played the game really. Uh, and when I watched you play in uh, Busan, um, I mean, I was just, I was impressed with, with your ability to, uh, to do similar things with the ball. Uh, was it his, was it the influence of him uh, that gave you that um, that mind to play squash the way you played it? You know, uh, when you grow up in a home where you just talk about squash, the you you get up in the morning, in the breakfast squash, a lunch squash, dinner squash, and always you know when I was playing in the squash court, and my uncle was a very stylish player. You know, he was mm. very stylish, and he was making styles. He was talking to gallery. He was making everyone happy. So, and my father, when I grew up, I have the same face, like same mole on my face. Kamar Zaman has the same mole on his face. That I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was it was influence on my parents uh, uh, for my uncle. I mean, you know, my my father says, you know, the way you bend down and hit that drop shots from the back corner to the front and hitting those kill shots. I, I it looked like that Kamar Zaman is playing in the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, of course, it's a big influence not only on me, uh, it's on his brothers too, Umar Zaman, Sham Zaman. I mean, everybody plays uh, very good squash. I mean, Umar. I don't know if you know Umar Zaman, who lives whole his life in Doha, Qatar. He was a coach okay. in Doha. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's been 20 years he was working over there as a coach. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, all his brothers, uh, brothers, sister, kids, now the new generation is coming. I hope you know the name of my uh, sister's son who just become the British Open champion, Hamza Khan. Yes, yes, I, I've been following him and uh, it's really great to see uh, some more young Pakistanis uh, coming up and uh, challenging, uh, especially the Egyptians uh, who've been dominating the game of, of yes. late. Yeah. Yes. So Hamza won twice uh, Asian Junior Championship, and then uh, Hamza went to British Open and he won the British Open. He and you know what? He lives in the same village where all the seven Pakistani great world champions came from. The village okay. Nawakili. Nawakili. Yeah. So you know uh, his dad works. Uh, Niazullah works in uh, civil aviation, mm -hmm. Pakistan civil aviation, and and you know humble background. But he's working really, really hard. And uh, everybody says, I was like feeling very happy when he was playing the uh, British Open. And people were saying that he has so much talent. He's using his wrist. His sense of humor is very nice. I mean, you know, those things, when you see in your own family, you know, it's, it make you feel proud. I mean, you know, it yeah. make you feel very comfortable. And uh, also my brother's son lives in London. Uh, Fawad Jan also plays uh, really well. Okay. I mean, he's he also played the uh, U.S. Open um, in the quarters, and also another sister son, the older sister son uh, Sabur Khan, okay. who was also here. Uh, very close match he lost to Egyptian Islam Kortem uh, in under 15s. Okay. So yeah. So does it, would you say uh, things are beginning to look uh, a bit brighter now uh, uh, in terms of uh, putting Pakistan back at the the top of, uh, of the game going forward? You know, Jerry, one thing I have to tell you. When I was growing up, there was less money, but mm -hmm. there was a lot of fire in people's heart that, you know, yeah. they want to they wanna, they wanna train hard. They want to train hard. They want to I mean, train back, hours back, and hours. Back when, you were, back when you were contending, I mean, it was yourself, Mansoor, I think Amjad was maybe uh, yes, yes. behind you. There were several. I mean, you guys weren't, I mean, you weren't really at the top 10, in the top 10 level, but you were close. Uh, yeah, I was, but recently, I was uh, all the... Yeah, yeah. Recently, over the last fifteen years or so, we haven't seen uh, much of that at all. But now, hopefully, with the the new juniors coming through, maybe we'll uh, we'll get to uh, to see some great Pakistanis again. Yeah, Jerry. You know, I was uh, in Doha when I was seventeen years old. I beat Paul Price. He was world number four. He was a British Open champion. He was world number four. I yeah. beat him. I I cleared the qualifying round and I beat Paul Price three two. Long match. Yeah. In Doha, in Qatar Classic. Um, and then the next year, uh, I beat David Evans uh, from Ireland. I mean, you know, he was a British Open champion. Yeah. And I beat him in first round. I always upset top 10 players. No, I, I, remember, was, I remember a lot of your matches. Uh, you had wins over several uh, 
great players in, in your career. And you also won, won a few uh, decent tournaments during your career. So uh, obviously you had, you had the, 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 the skill set to, to get to uh, a higher ranking. I mean, you, you, you got to world number 14, 14. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 14. But the problem, what I was facing, you know, uh, as soon as I was in top 16 in the world, um, there was there was a little politics involved. I don't ha- I don't want to say anything bad because I have to be keeping no. myself positive. Yeah, because yeah. as a coach, yeah, of course, I have to keep myself always positive. But uh, you know, more than that, the Pakistan get in crisis on that time. That was the biggest mm. problem. I think with Imran Khan, uh, the new prime minister, because he's he's uh, again he's a athletic guy. He's um, uh, he's a sportsman. So mm-hmm. sportsmen always think positive. I mean his. His attitude and his approach of people, he, he's a peacemaker. He likes the peace. And I think he's changing Pakistan because all the, all the younger generation is with him because he wants to give the youngster a bright future. I mean, that's what the country needs, you know. Jerry, I live here in the United mm-hmm. States. I'm really thankful that, you know, I came here on my own visa and then green card. And now I'm thankful that I'm a citizen. And I'm really thankful for... Every person who helped me here, that's how it works. That's yeah. how it works in life. You know, when you are, you know, when you see the talent and helping people, you know, that's how it works. I mean, Pakistan needs that too. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now, um, I just wanted to take a look back because I know you, I mean, you had a, a very, a very good squash career, but it, it all started, I think, uh, maybe started to develop for you when you decided, I think, when you were quite young to move from uh, Pakistan to the UK. So yes. at that young age, uh, I guess you moved to, to London from Pakistan. They weren't necessarily, uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't the easiest transition for you in the beginning. So uh, just wondering if you, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling us uh, about that. About those a, times. If, you have, if you have time, that's a story. You brought that, uh, uh, you know, I can give you that story and that, that's going to inspire so many youngsters. And oh, for the sure, yeah. Start, the story starts... I mean, uh, Jah- Jahangir sort of uh, laid the groundwork uh, there too, didn't he? I mean... Yes, uh, yeah. yes. In London, he was with Ramat for like 10 years. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, John Sher was with Moya Asin for five years in Wembley, St. Michael's Avenue. He was living over there in the same house. I lived there too. Uh, but my story was uh, a very difficult story. Because I came from Quetta, nothing, I mean, I can't speak a word of English. Um, in 1996, okay. uh, Pakistan Squash Federation decided to send uh, uh, 12 or, or, or 16 kids, uh, 16 kids. And uh, they nominate my name too. And I was from Quetta to going to Peshawar. It was very hard for us to buy a ticket to go to local, locally because, because the father was uh, working very hard. But it was six children. It was very hard. So, you know, I managed to go to Islamabad in uh, embassy, uh, the British, British consulate. And all the 15 kids get the visa. I was the one who didn't get the visa mm. in 1996. Okay. And I was crying really hard. And I was saying to my mother, I say, you know what? Everybody gets the visa. I don't know what, what I did mistake that I didn't get the visa. My mother says, don't worry, son. You know, you have a long life, you know, in front of you and you will travel all around the world my prayers are with you you know don't worry and you know why i was very sad because i was i was saying to people my age people you know i'm going to london i was saying to my school i'm going to london playing british open and then i didn't get the visa but everybody goes to uh, british open and then you know <laughs> it was like none of them can reach to quarterfinals i mean like 15 kids in different categories right for the and the next year, you know, I was training with Maksud Ahmad. I don't know if you know him. He was world number four. Mm-hmm. So I was working with him in Karachi. And uh, I decided to go to 1997. The first time I went for the British Open, 1997. So I decided to go to the British Open. And I was the only one. I was the only one Pakistani. Because Ooh. Pakistan Squash Federation decided that no, they're not going to send anyone. Because of so, the, the poor results of the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor results. And then I tried alone in embassy and I get the visa. Okay. I get the visa and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, um, there was a guy. I was in I was in Kashmir Road, Jahangir Khan Squash Complex. I was training over there. Uh, so the uh, Pakistan International Airlines 
office was over there and they supported me the uh, ticket okay. and then when they support me the ticket and this is you know they have to there has to be someone who can take him uh, with you know go with him to to london so there was a guy named i don't know may god bless his soul his name was anil dilpat he was a cricket pakistani cricket wicket keeper i mean um, he take me to london so when he take me to london he, and then he says that i was i was very shy couldn't speak a word and he says now we have to go to uh, sheffield so i need the money and i only have that you know 150 pounds with me in my pocket right and i take i take all the food you know the the containers you know from pakistan because i, <laughs> I was i was thinking i can save so you, money. you brought food <laughs> you, you brought food with you Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, good. <laughs> and you know it was like it was like a villager travel somewhere, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you, you got to do what you got to do, right? To make it yeah. happen. Yeah. So, you know, oh, that that that's the the mark of a of a well <laughs> savvy traveler. Yeah. So <laughs> then, you know, he take me to from London, he he take 50 pounds from me and then he rent a car and take me to Sheffield. And in Sheffield, you know, he uh, there was a hotel over there, bread and breakfast. very close to halamshire squash club where i was playing the the british junior championship so he you know he says you know you're going to be living here but i have to go and then shuttle will take you to the club and bring you back so you have to connect with other kids you know like everybody's here in the in this hotel so don't worry right. so he just go over there and then you know the but how, how the did you manage that you didn't speak much english so that that must yeah, have been tough but, but you know it was a very hard time i slipped few times there was a lot of snow over there <laughs> you know it was it was very hard hard time for me you know that was my start so right. and then i reached to the halamshire squash club and you you know that when you play junior you have to play three matches in day first round second right. round third round fourth round and then quarter final so i was winning the match and i was sitting in that couch over there and the lady i have to mention her name because she is like my mother she is my mentor may god bless her always linda davy so yeah. she was she was the tournament referee she was a tournament referee and she was walking from there and she was seeing that you know this this young kid come here she was not talking to me when i went first round second round and when i reached in third round she was coming nearly you know she was like walking from there and slowly gradually she was trying to approach me but then she was i mean i was alone so there was no one over there and then you know when i reached in the in the fourth round i beat a very good squash player and then i when i beat karim darwish she says who you are <laughs> <laughs> right right so so you beat karim darwish in in that event did you yeah 1997 i beat karim darwish in the semi final and i played the final of 97 british open with alberto monso from spain right so linda linda says uh, i i was crying i was nearly crying i say you know uh, it was late in the night and i say you know bus no bus uh, bus miss <laughs> no bus you know <laughs> so she says she says come with me outside and i'll and, and she knocked the door and she she says to the driver you know take take him to the hotel you know i mean next day she says i'll come tomorrow abidel squash club she was like explaining me everything she says i'll come and watch your match over there and yeah. when i beat karim darwish so she gave me her card her husband card i mean husband was living croydon she was living in manchester uh, in macclesfield which is very close to manchester very posh and very good area yeah. so you know my journey start from there so then i become like without english but she was trying to explain me trying to, and she says do you want to eat anything come with me i'll i'll, I'll buy sandwich for you <laughs> something right. you know i say Yeah, fish sandwich, fish sandwich, fish sandwich. <laughs> fish, okay, fish sandwich, okay. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, okay. Then you know she Not... was just like she was talking to me and she was crying. She was talking. She says, "My God, Pakistan sent you here, but there's no one with you." No one. So they God didn't said, send any any coach or no. I came put alone. Put you on a plane I, I, and, and sent you and, and, over and there. She yeah. says, and she says, "It's not only this. You're winning the match too, and you're not going to hotel." you sitting here in this couch and winning consistently you know <laughs> and then you know after that final she she gave me the card and she says you know um you welcome anytime you welcome this is my number you welcome stay with me stay with my husband and you know you are so from there you know i become her friend i mean next year when i go to the british open i take my mother gave me the shawl i mean uh, big shawl and a lot of other gifts so i give it to linda and 
I told Linda, I say, Linda, you know, I was like getting mature with the age, you know. I say, Linda, my uncle live here um, in Manchester. And what was uh, your uncle's name again? Uh, but Brother Zaman, Brother right, Zaman, right, right. Yeah, Brother, Brother Zaman living here. She says, "Who's your uncle?" I say, "My uncle, Brother Zaman." She says, "Brother is my daughter's coach." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so Lynch, right. Lynch Little did like, she know, yeah. That that God is making all the you know like the roads for me, and uh, she was with me wherever I was going because she was doing the refereeing. So she was, uh, and she was a supporter of. I think she was a. Uh, she was supporting PSL too, the the league. I mean, she was a sponsor for leagues too, and everybody was saying that how you find this rich lady, you know, like she's very rich. I say I don't know wh- how much money she has, but she's like my mother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And and Jerry, believe me, she helped me so much. I was she she arranged northwest counties for me. I was living five years in London. So she was arranging northwest counties, which I was playing in Manchester. Yeah. And sometimes she was not in home, and she says, "I was, I will, because she has a very big house in um, Macclesfield." So she says, "If I'm not in home, this is a my, this is my garage key. I'm gonna put that outside, and you can open that and go inside. It's your home. Feel free." But I was keeping the home very clean, and I was just like thinking, you know, I'm not gonna do any mistake because she trusts me. Right. So she trusts me. I don't have to be, you know. I mean, then you know, my relation keep going on. And when I become Pakistan number one, I told Air Marshal because Pakistan Squash Federation hold by Air Force. Right. So I says to Air Marshal, you know, I need to invite this lady because I have to give some something back. So then two or three times, Linda came to Pakistan in in World Team Championship or Pakistan Open. She come like few times. But you know, now when I was in London last year. I meet with Linda after 10 years because it's been 11 oh, years wow. in in in, yeah. in USA. Oh, she says, "Oh, Shahid, don't come. You know, if you come like 10, 10 after 10 years, you know, hopefully I will not gonna be here. So you have to come early." I say, Linda, you know, I'm I'm now. You can come and visit me in Boston. I mean, it's very hard for me to travel because I have a family, I have kids. I mean, it's too hard for me to travel. Right. But you know. That's how Jerry. You know, I hope this is an interesting story. You know, I hope you like that story. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. And uh, I mean, that that was a that was a good eye-opening experience for you uh, as a yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of your squash career. And then also, it was your uncle who uh, who helped uh, train you a bit over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, brother, brother, I stayed with brother. Brother was a professor in uh, Pakistan, and then he leave the college. Or university, and he went to England and stay there. I think it's been 70 years he was in in, in UK now. But there was one uncle, and the other uncle was world number two, Moyasim. I don't know you if you know the name, John, right. who trains John Sher. So okay. then you know, and later in later when I reached to like uh, reached to top 30 in the world, and I go to uh, live with Moyasim in London. So basically, I train with him a lot. I train with him a lot, and he was. He was the one who was giving me a lot of training because he has a lot of knowledge because he already played in top level squash too and he was a coach uh, um, for John Sher and he the, the way he was uh, teaching me you know it was all hard work Gary as right. soon you go in the court there was no skill session with him there was just brutal session. Well, what you know, uh, I mean, from what I gather, I mean, I mean, I I did I got to see you play uh, the one time in Busan, and from what I gather, at that time you you had put on a little bit of weight. So I guess his uh, their approach with you at the time was, you know, uh, let's let's see if we can we can get this guy uh, uh, fit and fast to match yes. his uh, his skill set. Yes. So the problem was with my. Weight was the problem. The biggest problem. Stress. No, not stress. <laughs> I was living in Quetta. I was living in Quetta, and there in Quetta, it's a different city. It's a small city, and there is no squash over there. And when I was going home, I was eating that. You know, I don't know if you know the paratha or I have oh, yeah. the food. <laughs> All the good food. <laughs> the food. So now, now parents, I see. Now I see you like uh, Boston pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I really love. I really love, I love the because, Boston you know, pizza. Yeah, when you when you come here, you know, you, then you will know that you know Shahid knows all the places. Well, Fahim, I'm going to talk to Fahim soon, so he'll tell me everything. <laughs> oh yeah, Fahim <laughs> just like message. 
you know, you, you know, I, I have a history with Fahim on the squash court. He probably hasn't told you. <laughs> no, he, he's he lives in uh, he lives in uh, Philadelphia. I think he moved to move with his family. Okay, Fahim. he's not in Dubai anymore. No, 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 no. I mean he, yeah, he moved to um, Philly. Uh, Philly, okay. and I think he moved to Philly with Kama Khan. I don't know if you know him, Kama. No. Well, um, uh, yeah. so he Fahim there. and I played um, when I first came to Dubai. He yeah. was one of the first guys I, I used to play in the, the Premier League, and he was, as you know, the coach at uh, Al Nasser Leisure Land in, in Dubai. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. I managed to. We've played three times. Twice he he beat me once really badly, but I did yeah. manage the 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 time that I did beat him was on Good. his home on his home court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you you fix him in, in his own home. On his home on his home court with and he tried to turn up the air the, the heat on the court because he thought I'm a little bit older. He was, he was using he was using techniques with you. He was. You know you know what he's like. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very sneaky guy. <laughs> sneaky, but uh, one of the one of the good guy, really fun guy, and uh, I mean, he did know, a great he, job. Uh, yeah, there. he means he means he means good. I mean, his his heart is good, but yeah. you know, it's yeah, <laughs> he's a sneaky guy. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, he lo- he's very competitive, so he doesn't like losing. I mean, you know, he's he's a hard worker, and yep. I think the the mistake what his family did. And his uncles did and his dad did that, you know, he didn't put him or didn't focus on the next generation. I mean, his dad was a great squash player. Salim. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and his yeah. uncle, Moyasin, and his other uncle, uh, Maksud, um, you know, they're all legends. I mean, yeah. but the problem is this, you know, when you are, when you, you have to be, you know, very humble and you have to, you have to give. If you're not a giver, if you're not a giver, if you're not like helping the next generation, that's what happens, you know. I mean, that's what that that's what they're lacking. Otherwise, they 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 can reach very highly in the rankings. But yeah. I think Fahim starts squash very late. He realized mm. that you know this is my family game. I have to keep going on. I hope you know his next generation. I think he's very focused on his daughter. Oh yeah. Well, he he's focused yeah. on. I, I know he's doing a lot of good work with with the juniors he had uh, here. And hopefully he brings that uh, uh, to Philadelphia. Yeah, but the United States is different, uh, mm. um, Jerry. United States is very competitive now. Oh, yeah. United States, you have to work really hard. I don't know what Dubai look like. I don't know what's in Dubai. But here in this country, you will get rewarded. But well, Phil- Philadelphia is the, the mecca of squash over there, now, oh, isn't yes. it? Jeez. Oh, yeah. So he's yeah. chosen the right place. He's just got to, uh, like you said, but, put in the hard work. But you know, it's not. It's from mouth. Why I'm saying competitive? Because you see the, all the legends. You see David Palmer, yeah. John White, Terry Linku, Paul Johnson. I mean, everybody's here. Yeah. So you can't. You can't really. You Peter know, Nickel. I mean, you know. Yeah, Peter Nickel. I mean, they're all <laughs> legends. I mean, you know, they're all here and they're sharing their knowledge and the squash level which you see uh, 20 years ago. Now you will see squash level, the college squash level. If you come and see the squash, it's world squash class. Level, it's yeah. world class. I mean, you know, yeah. all the. I just saw are- Vic, Victor Quinn. He uh, he lost in the quarterfinals of the uh, NCAA national championships, and he's yeah. regarded as one of the up and coming top players in the in the game. So I mean, it's very very deep. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Jerry. It's very good for our sport, yeah. and we we love sport because sports is uh, squash is for everything for us. You know, squash give us life, and you know, um, you know, I'm really thankful that I came to a club. Um, I worked there since eleven years. Yeah, the um, tennis and racket in club in Boston. Is that right? Yeah. The the thing is that you know, my oldest manager, club in, in in Boston. Yes, oldest club in Boston. The 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 manager who works there, it's been 30 years he works in that club, Mr. Tom Dobbins. Mm-hmm. And uh, the owner of the building, he's 80 years old. Wow. And I played with him 10 years hardball. Oh, he really doubles? Does, no, no, hardball single. Because okay. hardball single was the American game before. Uh, yeah, Jerry, yeah. you know that. Yeah, you I know, know that. I uh, grew up in Canada, so we, we played yeah, a lot of yeah. hardball. Yeah, yeah so th- that was very famous in the back days. Now it's like squash. I mean, squash. Every school, college, Jerry. I mean, you have to move to United States, Jerry. This is the squash maca here. I can't do that. I'm Canadian, mate. We got, we got, we, 
<laughs> we've got we've got to we got to bring that same uh, that same revolution to squash revolution Canada. to to Canada. Yeah, Canada. yeah. And Canada, I think and I know, think we can do it. I mean, you know what's happening in Canada right now? I think Canada is uh, uh, giving the immigration to a lot of people. And yeah. what happened recently? A lot of British junior players who played for Pakistan they recently moved to Canada. Mm. And it's, it's a very good sign if they carry on and continue with squash. Yeah. It's going to be very good for young Canadian kids to rise because, you know, when you have the talent, you can achieve anything. And, and they're all hard workers. They're all from Peshawar, Nawakili, and, you know, they're yeah. all hard worker kids. But it's like if somebody, somebody knows how to take that hard work from them, somebody knows how to take the knowledge from them i mean they can they can be very good in squash and uh, i don't know you have to come and visit in the us open you should come next year yeah you know, i was thinking of the tournament of champions or the us open i had an invite this year but i just couldn't get away uh, from my uh, my 9 to 5 wow. job to get away but uh, yeah. definitely want to try that and then uh, then we can we reunite after uh, 20 years, Shahid. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, <laughs> most welcome anytime, yeah. you know. And, and I, was, I was suggesting more like a Brit, uh, the, the U.S. Junior. Okay. U.S. Junior is the most important uh, tournament where you can see 1,000 or more juniors from all around the world. Yeah. Which is growing and growing every year. I mean, yeah. you should visit in that. I mean, you know, that's, that's going to be... Um, I mean, you will see so many talented kids. Egyptians come, Pakistani comes and... The last year, I think 30 Canadian kids came with a lot of coaches. Yeah. Now we've got, I mean, we've got, I think things are changing in Canada and we've got a great uh, president of Squash Canada, Steve Wren, and he's brought together, uh, you know, Martin Heath running the elite squash program and uh, several other great things happening. But I just want to get back uh, because I know we, I don't have a lot of time, Shahid. I'd like to just get back to, uh, you know, what we were talking about a little bit earlier. You you. You um, you did you have this skill set and your coach, your uncle at the time, uh, probably what was he? What was his emphasis on in your game? Given the fact that you know you might not have been in in uh, the prime squash shape, but you had prime squash uh, racket skills. So he was always telling me one thing, and he was very very upset when I was going back to Pakistan and living in Quetta. So, because I was getting homesick a lot. So, that's why I went and living with my family in Quetta. So, he was always uh, focusing on one thing and he was always saying one thing, fitness. Mm -hmm. Fitness means because my speed was very good. That was natural speed. Yeah, that's one thing. Oh, man. I mean, I I, I remember watching you in Busan. I was like, Jesus, how can you be that fast? And, you know, you and uh, Mansoor. Mansoor. Holy Lord. Mansoor was very talented. Yeah, very Very fast. Yeah, very fast and talented from the Both end. of you guys. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, that you can just, uh, Jerry, sometimes I, I'm a big believer on luck too now. I mean, luck is most important thing. Sometimes, you know, you just get unlucky. I mean, you know, we were there. We were beating great squash players. But, you know, I think we didn't get the right, uh, you know, road to achieve that World Championship or British Open because Jahangir get lucky. He was with Ramat and it's very important that when you become great squash player, you have to come in somebody's hand. I'm not saying that somebody needs to dictate you, but yes, squash player ne- players need the discipline. Squash player need the advice and trust. You probably very- uh, you probably read this. Uh, I think it was on Squash Site where I read it, and uh, uh, I think one of the sort of the critique one or one yeah one of the critiques was that you had you might have had too many people telling you what to do and not maybe one focus yeah yes yes is that accurate it's 100 percent right because you know i mean if you have 1000 coaches you're it's like you're making smoothie in your mind i mean you don't not focusing on one thing and you are just like thinking all the time of so many other things that's what you know if jahangir become 10 time british open champion and uh, some one day i was hearing from moyasin that you know ramat Khan give his life to Jahangir because yeah. Ramat was very focused with him. Ramat was keeping him like, like you see horse with the blinders. Yeah. Horse don't see anything. Just see the straight road. That's what happens when Jahangir was with Ramat. And same thing uncle says when Jahangir was with me five years. 
you know you need someone you know like a mentor like a brother like a coach you know who you you have to trust that yeah. squad when you are coming to the very top level uh, you becoming very sensitive jerry you becoming very sensitive and you really need someone you know who can guide you a guide i guess, you. Uh, i guess when you think back i mean uh I mean, I, obviously, I, I don't know, but I'm just giving the little I know about your story. I mean, the fact that they, you know, you were sent over to the British Open uh, without anyone, basically, and uh, just say, okay, go play. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of, in your mind, you're, you're looking, you're searching for, for that, uh, that guidance, aren't you? It wasn't right there for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can say that it was, it was after Jahangir Janshir, you know, Again, you know, Jerry, he just, you know, that's, it was a very nice conversation. <laughs> I don't want to go in that, in that Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that's what's lacking. I mean, that's why the countries go down. When you don't respect, when you don't uh, work with your talent, you lose so many things, you know. That's what happens in Pakistan. I mean, uh, I think uh, after Jahangir Janshir, all the real stuff starts. So, I mean, you know, and then and no, no, nobody comes in the top level. I mean, you know, it's not that Pakistan don't have the talent, Jerry. No, no absolutely Pakistan, Yeah, Pakistan mm. need, you know, uh, I mean, if there is anything in anything life, when the politics starts, you know, everything is just, the politics ruin every single thing, especially sports field. Mm. Sports need to be very free, you know. I mean, when you are free, you play great squash. I mean, you're not free, you know, when you when there's a lot of things going on in your life, you can't do, you can't play great squash. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. but you did play some great squash on the Pro Tour and you alluded to uh, some of the victories that you had. You had, uh, you know, wins over uh, Paul Price. You've had wins over David Evans. Uh, in, you know, looking back at your, your, your very good uh, professional career, uh, just uh, what were some of the memorable victories that you had uh, during that time that you reached uh, uh, up to world number 14? You know, the, the tournament I won in Virginia, it was, I think, 25000 or $20,000 tournament. Yeah. It was a very good tournament for me because I beat so many great squash players. Mm. I, beat, I beat most of the top 10 players. I beat, I think, um, I was Didn't you play Terry Linku in that event? Did you? 17-16, I lost to Terry three, four times. 3-2-17-16. I lost to uh, Nick Matthew 3-2-17-16 Pakistan Open quarterfinal. Yeah. You know, it was some, <laughs> yeah. matches, some matches. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can just say unlucky. You know, one one time I lost. To that was, you, you were one Nick away. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. It's not happens just once. South Asian gold medal. It was the reward was fifteen thousand dollars, Pakistani fifteen lakh. I mean, it was on that equal to that. And two love, eight one, nine scoring game, British scoring game. I lost to Mansoor three two, ten nine in the fifth. And on the fifth, I was leading nine eight again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just like, you, know, you never just, you never forget those ones, do you? No, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's life. I mean, you know, it's luck. Sometimes it's not responding properly. <laughs> but, you, but you had some great wins. Uh, what, were, what would you say were your, your most memorable uh, uh, wins? If you look back at your career, the, 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 the ones that you'll never forget. I mean, I never forget beating Paul Price because I was 17 years old. And you beating right. world number four, all the crowd came. All, I mean, everybody like Jonathan Power, Peter Nicole. They says, how you beat Paul Price? You were just like 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, I cleared the qualifying round. And I was working very hard, Jerry. I was working in mountains, running. And believe me, I don't know on that time that I'm going to get the money. But I was just like thinking to get the trophy for my mother. I, 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 I want to bring that trophy to my mother, you know. Yeah. And in the, in the junior level, I was very... And they write about me after that world junior that, you know, they always write, the, the SRA, the Squash Record Association, always write when they see uh, the juniors and they say that who's going to be in top 10 in the world in coming years. So they write in the book about me that, you know, this kid's going to be in top 10 very soon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes, Jerry, you know, it's not in your hands. I mean, you know, uh, the nature wants something else. Like, yeah. like in 1998, 
uh, I got the free financial aid scholarship from Princeton when Jahangir was our manager. Yeah. When I was playing that World Junior, I didn't come to Princeton when Mr. Bob Cullen was alive. He offered Jahangir that, you know, I want uh, Shahid and Mansoor in my college university, Princeton University. I didn't come here. And in 2000, Baj, the Harvard coach, Satinder Bajwa, yeah. He says that I'll help you free financial aid to Harvard University. And I didn't come to Harvard in 1990, uh, in 2000. And then, you know, I missed those two big colleges, Ivy League colleges. And then now, when I came in Tennis and Record Club, I was training Ali Farag. I was training Amanda Sobi. I was yeah. training Sabrina Sobi. I say, my God, you want me to become squash coach and train Harvard number ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one thing I, I really enjoy, I, I love the, uh, the videos that you put up of yourself playing uh, with the juniors, not only with the juniors, but even with, uh, you know, old, old guys yeah. like, like me. And, uh, no way. No, Jerry forgot to <laughs> no, 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 but uh, I mean, what I, what I really enjoy about those uh, sessions that you have is like, you, I mean, you really look like you're enjoying it. And the guys that you're playing really look like, uh, or that you're coaching, the girls and guys, men, uh, they all look like they're enjoying it. Um, what is it that you, what's your mindset uh, as a coach? For any coaches uh, out there that are, are listening, because uh, I really think what you bring to the court as a coach, you can see the passion and you can see the love for what you do. And, and uh, you know, that's really interesting. Jerry, you know, what I learned from my father, uh, Mr. Gul Bahadur Khan, what I learned from him, he loves, he loves people. Mm -hmm. When you go to my city, you always see that, you know, like 20, 30 people sit with him all the time, chatting with him. Why? Because he loves everyone. When I go in the court, you know, I always think, and I always learn from my father, whatever you do to other children's, it will return in your children's. I mean, it goes around, comes around very fast. Mm -hmm. You know, we were saying in our culture, you know, may God will see you in, in, the, in the hereafter. But now you do good thing, you will see. You will, you're not going to ask that reward from, you know, Almighty. I mean, you, you have the faith that there is superpower who can control everything. You're not going to ask that, you know, I did good with him. I need the good. No. I mean, you know, it will come in some other way in your life. I, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm bringing that to the squash court. I always try... I believe me, Jerry, you know, uh, when I was, my team just won, the girls won the New England Championship. Right, your, your high school team? The high school team. Yeah, yeah. The, the varsity won, the, the, the girls couldn't hold proper racket last year. And those girl parents were watching, this is, you change our girls squash. I say, you know what, I, I, this is what you did with them. I say, I just motivate them. Mm -hmm. I just tell them to enjoy the game. I just tell them to be happy and play for yourself, not play for your parents. I mean, you know, I don't know what your parents do. I don't know what you guys do outside. I'm not interested in listening in your social life. I'm just, think, I'm just saying to you one thing what I hear from the olders. When you close that squash court door, there is no outside world for you. So you have to be 110% in the court and enjoy every second in the court. That's what I'm doing, Jerry. Believe me, you know, I, I really love the game. I, really I can see, I, I, I can really see, I mean, I saw that in the, the games that you played when I saw you in Busan, and then uh, that reaffirmed itself when I've seen you uh, posting your stuff uh, online. It's really, it's fun to watch uh, yeah, your yeah. coaching Thank session. You. Thank <laughs> you. And I, I you know, I, I old, from your platform, I'm going to say I made that uh, my YouTube channel, which is SZK Squash. Yes. And from your platform, I hope whoever listens to that, you know, they have to subscribe to my YouTube channel, SZK Squash. <laughs> SZK Squash on YouTube and SCK Squash on, is that Instagram. Facebook? On Instagram. 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 All right. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So SZK Squash on YouTube and SZK Squash on Instagram. Shahid, uh, it was really a pleasure to be talking to you. It's been uh, 19 years. Uh, and yeah. I, and I, I still remember uh, watching your match against Bang Hee. I went out yeah. for about a month and tried to copy your, your style, to, oh uh, but with no luck. <laughs> uh, although I did hit a few nicks here and there. Uh, <laughs> no, Jerry, you know, God bless you. And I hope you know, I will see you someday in Boston. 
and I cook the nice chicken kadhai. I want, I want to go. I want to go to the park for one of those barbecues. That's what I want. <laughs> See, you are keeping <laughs> you are keeping very close eye on me. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, I love I love the lamb chops. Oh my God! See, it means that you know you live in Dubai. You That's like right. that lamb a lot. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. It's a Friday night routine in my house. So. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness, Jerry. Yeah, yeah Shahid, man. Uh, yeah. Just wish you all the best. All the best at the tennis and racket club. Keep up yeah. what you're doing with your coaching, and yeah. uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. That's episode 126 in the book, Shahid Zaman. Thanks to him so much for a delightful chat. Uh, very passionate about his coaching. And, uh, I, man, I'd love to be a student of his at, uh, you know, at the club. It would be a lot of fun uh, chasing balls around uh, with him. So all the best to him with his, uh, with his coaching at the club and with the stuff that he's doing uh, with, the, uh, with the schools that he's, uh, he's coaching with there in Boston as well. And, uh, again, to everybody. I just want you to play it safe um, during this tough time right now. Be safe. Uh, do the smart thing. Uh, you know, the Corona handshake or the Corona uh, fist pump or whatever you want to call it. And I think we as a squash community, we definitely have to do our part to, you know, to help get through this, this tough time. So play it safe, everyone, and peace and love uh, to you and your families. Good luck with your squash, and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Goodbye now.